Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day, and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. Brand new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. When the sun rises, you can start over again. You can make it better than yesterday. It's a new day. It's a new day. New day. A new day. There's a way. You can turn it around. Trust me. There's a way out. There's more time. Just don't give up when the sun rises. New day. You got another chance. A new day. A new day today. Got another chance. If you want to join the conversation, you can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Hey. How is everybody? Doing all right. Doing all right. So, look, I have had a really, really good week. This week has been filled with um, just some fun, happy conversations with some um, some people from my past. Started off kind of sad. So I recently mm-hmm. found out that um, a friend of mine passed away, right? Mm-hmm. And Sorry. we're not close. We're... Um, we were close at one point in our life, but eh, it's hard to explain. So I went to college with this girl and okay. um, she was just one of the sister girls that that was chill, that was chill and cool. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that we were the closest, but she was, um, yeah, I but she was cool. So, you know, she would be somebody that maybe um, you know, I, you would see me with if we were if if you saw me with a group of people walking around campus, okay. she would be one of the group. Um, and yeah. as as the years went on, we got closer and closer. Um, there was an incident. I think I talked about this when we were talking about abortion. But she was one of the. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was the girl who I um okay. she had an abortion, but she she couldn't tell her friends and could tell her family. So she asked me to go to the clinic with her. I think I, I did not talk All about right. this before. Yeah, you talked about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I recently found out that she passed away and mm-hmm. we don't have any connected people. So that's why I wouldn't, uh, it, I don't know. It just got really weird. I don't, not negative weird, but just disconnected. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I had left school so there was no connection between us. Um, 
adulthood came, of course. Right. <laughs> like older adulthood, she had children. She she was originally from Houston, so she went went back to Houston oh, wow. and and when I moved here, I thought um when I moved to Houston, I thought that we would get closer because we're adults now and I'm in Houston. So I felt like you know what I'm we would hang yeah. out more and it would kind of make our friendship grow. But the absolute total opposite happened. We, she rarely hit me up to hang out. It's two times that I actually heard from her, which was really wow. weird. Um, the first time was her baby shower. She had a when she she had a baby and well she hadn't had it yet but she had a baby shower and I went I drove to her house and um, dropped off a gift for her so I saw her then and then years after that I mean that may have been like 2009 and oh, maybe like yeah. 2007 16 17 she wow. hits me up because I guess she was going through hard times. And was asking me, could she come pick up forty dollars for me? Oh. <laughs> now I said no, cause girl, <laughs> what? <laughs> I ain't talked to you umpteen years. Umpteen <laughs> yeah. years, and you ain't even tried to see me. And I've been here for ten plus years, right? And you tried to see me. Anytime I try to get, I try to hit her up and be like, "Hey, let's meet at this bar. Let's go at the club." And she's a bar hopper. She's a she has a really big um, family, so she's mm -hmm. one of them girls that didn't really miss out on her like party life because she had tons of family that if she wanted to have. Great mother. So I don't, I'm not implying that she's not a good mother, but great yeah. mother. But if she wanted, if she want, when she wants freedom, she got tons she of a, people. A lot of support system. A lot of a support parent. system. Yeah. yeah. And okay. so, she's a club hopper. She always goes out. So, anytime <laughs> I felt like, um, hey, I see you headed to the club, or I see da 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 da, let's meet up let's hang out but she always avoided it and i'm one of them people that if i get a vibe that you're avoiding hanging out with me i'm not gonna yeah. keep trying yeah um no, but but it didn't feel like it was shade because you know we're on each other's facebook she was sliding my dms and we show, showing me okay. memes and we have conversations yeah. about different yeah. stuff um she would, you got know I'm saying? We would, we would talk about niggas that we mutually knew, <laughs> and so y'all stayed in touch. Y'all just didn't like kick it, kind of thing. Yeah, but she, anytime I tried to kick it with her, it was uh, a stand-up situation or whatever. So you know, uh, we just, we just Facebook friends. So because of that, because we're just Facebook friends, I see something, I see. something happened. And I was like, oh, let me talk. Let me hit up Rosalind because she knows the context of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I go to her page and I'm seeing rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace. Wow. Wow. And it was wow. like, that's like a that's year, like, like maybe like nine months ago. Oh, shit. Okay. And so apparently wow. she had this fucking random ass asthma attack. Asthma attack. Isn't that crazy? She had asthma in college. Yeah, but that's but, crazy that like she died from an asthma attack. 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? 22. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, God. And so I hit up my homegirl, and, and that's I asked her, like, what happened with Rosalind? She was like, she died from an asthma, a random fucking asthma attack. And I was like, what? And it <laughs> yeah, just was really yeah. Cool. Like, I would have laughed, but the way it's just, that's random. It's, it's, it's such a random It's thing. really random. And yeah. so because of that sad news, I got in contact with the friend who I asked her about, and we just went down memory lane. And we just kind of just talked about, you know, my time at Jackson State and um, not the negative stuff, but like the fun shit that we used to do as girlfriends. Like, yeah, um, I want to say (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to say too much. (laughs) I'm an open book, but I just said like fun stuff. And I was about to say like robbing niggas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of problematic, but you know, niggas that we, honey, we go to the hotel and niggas wow. is uh, being <laughs> being niggas misogynistic, and we like, oh, these niggas, we yeah. about to, <laughs> and we will wear them out, <laughs> wow. and you know, get their little wallets, get their little credit cards, we would, you know, you know oh just, shit. <laughs> We were some scoundrels, baby. <laughs> well, you got me. <laughs> we, we was living the college girl life, you know. Um, charging niggas credit cards up, ballers. Uh, any, anybody yeah. who we, we was co- young college girls, so we were kind of yeah. doing. And that was much easier that. to do back then, too. Because it wasn't, you know, with credit cards and ID, all this stuff was a lot easier. Exactly. So, anyway, we were scoundrels. And we were just <laughs> running the streets, and if uh-huh. you know, if niggas gave us bad vibes, we'll be robbing them. We'll be we'll get their credit cards, and honey, run they shit up, and <laughs> honey, and send and send our motherfucking um, and send like if we go shopping online, we'll send it to the fucking dean's office, the box to the dean's office with oh, name on shit. it. So it wouldn't come come to us. We could just right, go pick right. it up. Nobody would know oh, nothing about a, it. Oh, you have a package. Right. Yes. <laughs> we'll send this to some random place. And so it never would be able to be traced back to us. We would get them we you know, we were we was yeah. those we were city girls in in, in, in early two thousands. Yeah. yeah. And y'all down south. Y'all down south too. And so it yeah. was really, really fun because you know what I'm saying? It it gave me access to a life that I as a trans woman I didn't really have access to. That I saw girls like that I uh, that I saw in high school just being having fun girl fun, black girl fun. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they gave mm-hmm. me this kind of college black girl experience that I yeah. Yeah. without wow. shunning me, without I just was one of the girls to them. I'm not saying that it was mm-hmm. no kind of nuance, but when we engaging and we out, yeah, it just that's just what it was. I never really had to experience um, with this particular group. Why this was my group is because my transness didn't make them be weird. Like it didn't make them like they weren't out telling my tea, telling niggas that I was trans. Like right. if if a right. nigga was into me. I didn't have to worry about this particular group being like, oh, you know, that's a trans woman, don't you? Or or doing weird shit mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I, if if that's my trans, beautiful, that's yes, beautiful. if yeah. my transness was out or came out in the process or whatever, mm-hmm. they weren't the girls to let motherfuckers disrespect me or I just it just it just was a clique of girls that I could really really depend on where my transness wasn't weird, and so. Uh-huh. It just was a, we just had an amazing conversation. She connected me with some of the girls that I had been disconnected to, like oh, that. Because wow. I usually, I was able to find people on Facebook, but if they're not on Facebook, then you know what right. I'm saying? It's hard for me. And so we called on Three Way, one of my own homegirls. Um, oh, come on, Yeah, so we just, we <laughs> just fucking kiki. Like, kiki yeah. And it was so fun. We talked about all kinds of shit. Um, yeah. You know, we went out. To, there's this place in Jackson that um, called the Reservoir, right? And we would do shit like, you know, these niggas think we about to go to the Reservoir. It, it was it's the um, proverbial. Is it proverbial? I don't know if that's the word, but you know, every place, every place had this where people, young people, go to make out, like or have sex oh, okay. or sure, hang sure, out. Sure. Lovers Lane. That's what they yeah, call, yeah, it yeah. The, call it in the yeah. movies. This is yeah, one yeah. of those spots where people where go, go on the cliff little, or something. Yeah, on the cliff, yeah. like a lot. So this yeah. is one of those yeah. spots in Jack. You go to the reservoir, find a little spot, you know, make make out, hook up, blah blah blah. So these niggas thought they was gonna take us to the reservoir and you know get them some pussy or something. <laughs> and we like, boy, whatever. So we we all in this one little spot. We done got them to get naked, baby. We, it reminds me of one of them white nerd movies or, um, I don't know, like an 80s oh, movie. Were you still the clothes? Were we still the clothes and drive <laughs> off and make them run down the street naked? We had those kind of moments and we kick in and laughing about that on the phone. Wow. It was so fun. Wow. <laughs> Made them run down the street. Wow. We done took their car. <laughs> done took their car and they chasing us butt ass naked bodies, muscles, and everything looking good. Dicks flopping. <laughs> <laughs> and it just wow. was a a fun wow. as a fun <laughs> as conversation with my homegirls throughout, yeah. and we done and we done did it like like three times in this past week. So it has made my week, even though ain't shit happened this week, good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, um, is it has made a certain days like really happy because it just made me reminisce about the good stuff of college, and a lot of people right. don't get a lot of times. The trauma of college kind of overshadows the good shit, cause there was some bullshit. But um, but yeah, the 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 good shit was amazing. <laughs> so that's how my wow. week went. How about yours? Wow, I'm I'm just still like taking that in, like. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, my my week was pretty chill. Um, went to Alki Beach Pride here in Seattle, in West Seattle, uh, this weekend, which is kind of like it's like it's i don't know it's kind of like people of color pride-ish kind of vibe and more Mm so uh more lesbian pride than general prides or even black pride oftentimes a lot of gay dudes so you know it was really cool to be hanging out there uh ran into some people i'm gonna talk a little bit more about that in the euphoria definitely more lesbian visibility there than many of the other prides as well so it was chill and ran into, yeah, ran into some friends. 
and they were giving me some tea that I'll talk about later in the euphoria. And um, yeah, it was, it was good times. It was a lot of black folks there, like okay. especially I think particularly for the lesbian community and you know like yeah for the lesbian community. Okay. The gay girls. So that's what's up. Y'all got, got a lot of damn prides. Yeah. For a, listen, I will say this: for for a place that's like like ridiculously white, there's a there's black there, shit. There used to be two black prides. You know, and you know they do uh, the pageant system here. Been doing it forever. All that. Plus, you got Latino pride. You got Latinx pride. You got a um, Asian type pride. You got. You know, like I said, Alcott Pride. So yeah, it's a, it's pretty, you know, <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't think that though, being here. So yeah. Yeah. Garland yeah. is running up on Trump, motherfucking ass. He said we going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is dope. Running up in Mar-a-Lago. Is that how you say it? Mar Mar yeah, Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, this has to be embarrassing. Like of. <laughs> like I was thinking about it the other day. He like, let them talk all that shit for a whole day. He let them talk. It bait. He baited them up. Excuse my language. He baited them. He let them talk all that shit. We didn't need to see the porn. He needed in and in and that. Okay then. Cool. <laughs> Just of uh, I mean, what presidents in the in our this re, these recent decades have gone through this? Who you have? You're so corrupt and gross and illegal that the, the <laughs> that your whole illegal. thing, which is I, I love calling him illegal, like he does yeah. uh, um, um, immigrants. immigrants yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so uh, fucking you, illegal. You, illegal. <laughs> <laughs> you are so fucking illegal that the FBI gotta run into your motherfucking shit, and they have justified enough cause. To, <laughs> to do it, to, to get a judge to say yes, yep. you are a fucking clown. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Which yep. I love to see it. To see Obama just get out of office after all the shit he put Obama through with the birther shit. To see yep. Obama get out of office and just be successful with books, successful with um, living Netflix his life, deals, living his <laughs> right. life with his wife, and da 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 da. And then you. Oh, all nice. of your, all of your chickens are coming home to roost. Now you don't have the power of the president presidency to protect you. And done. I don't know what the hell he has on all these senators, on Ted Cruz, on Marco Rubio, on you know our girlfriend Lizzie Graham, on you know, Ron Johnson out of Wisconsin. Because even on January sixth, the way they were talking, I remember being like, it looked like they look like they being held hostage. <laughs> the way they were talking. You know what I'm saying? They're like, you just need to calm down. Because any other time, because like you said, it's unprecedented. They'd be like all up in their shit. So y'all went from this will not stand to, uh, you know, uh, you know, we just won't, <laughs> you know, we just want you to calm down, big guy. You know, type shit. <laughs> it's weird. And you stay out there defending them with all these ridiculous things and just sound like pulling shit out their ass. And it's like, they know they shit about to come out too. whatever. I'd love got, to see it. Whatever he's got on them, whatever they're involved in, they're involved in something dirty. Oh, they are. You see yeah. it coming, and I hope, I hope that it's legit, it and I hope that <laughs> I hope that it all comes out. I love this is this is exciting to me because y'all had the president, y'all had the power of the presidency to 
protect you. Now you don't. So mm -hmm. I hope this is the the midterm. So I hope they get whatever they need to get out on people out now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Out, you know, mm -hmm. around, the, you know, be, when these elections is coming around, be strategic and let it out uh -huh. when it needs to come out. And I hope it works. I really, really hope it works. I hope it works. Yeah. I hope. I hope that whatever they're able to, whoever they're able to lock up, lock them up. He he, he got like twenty seven cases and shit right now too. I not, love it. He got a lot of cases. I love it. Didn't, didn't Mitch McConnell block him from becoming a Supreme Court justice? Yeah. Ah, I love to see it. Yeah. Get him. Play, Drag play him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drag him. Exactly. And and they got, um, you know, Garland, uh, you know, uh, the Justice Department got those folks related to Brianna Taylor's market. Yeah. I love it. You know, um, so they coming for people. I love like, we, did not, we did not forget. <laughs> we did not forget. And and Garland said, baby, y'all <laughs> stop me from getting my lifetime appointment with that right, shady exactly. So I'm about to ass. show y'all what I can do with what I got right now, what y'all <laughs> left me with. <laughs> Get them. Yep. Yep. I love it. They I did, love it, love it, love they it. They did federal charges around her murder. They also did federal charges around my Aubrey's murder. They just like, boom, boom, hand it out, handed it out. Handed it out because Trump won't do shit. No, of course not. You know what I'm saying? And even even Jeff Sessions got out of it. Yeah, it says Jeff Sessions is like, all right, I got a, <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> like, damn, uh. <laughs> you know you fucked up. But Jeff Sessions is like, I'm going back right. now. <laughs> well, everybody, tell us what you think about Trump getting dragged <laughs> after right, his exactly. presidency. By exactly. um, by um, <laughs> Garland and just yeah, really them not yeah. playing no games with all these motherfuckers. I we love to see it. Ooh, um, one more thing. Let's thank uh -huh. ourselves. Let's thank ourselves. Let's thank all of us who went out and voted. Oh, and come sure on. Biden got elected so that he could appoint Mayor Garland. Fact. That's great. Make sure your ass vote too. Yeah, this is why it's important. Midterm elections is coming yes. up in November. Make sure yes. you are November registered. 8th. Register yes. to vote. Make sure that yes. they ain't played no silly ass games. You know, it's tons of voter suppression ass shit. Make sure you are checking yeah, to make yeah, sure cool. if you haven't voted, which you should have, I hope. I know some of the places, if you haven't vo voted in a certain amount of time, they'll mm -hmm. try to kick you out of the registrations, play silly games. Make sure you are checking that you are registered to vote and what mm -hmm. the rules and all that kind of stuff are because whatever games that they can play to get you not to get to them polls they are going to exactly. play it exactly it's all about skimming off a couple people yeah and you can go to marsh plate website excuse me marsh plate <laughs> marsh plate to our facebook to our instagram and we have links to get to check your registration links to get registered links to get information if you want to if you still need to change if you want to change your uh name on your identification Make sure mm -hmm. that it's in alignment with who you are. We got links for all that. So please yes. check that out. Check it out. And yes, and tell us what you think. What What are you excited about this election? What are you excited about with these, dra these legal draggings of folk? <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see okay. it here. We hope y'all love to see it. <laughs> Hashtag Marsha's Play. Getting that ass. <laughs> <laughs> La 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 la
my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Oh, yeah. So the Medical American Medical Association has recommended that sex that the sex designation be removed from the public facing portion of a baby's birth certificate and that only the baby or the person and the doctor should have the information about the sex a person was assigned at birth and and they said they're recommending this because assigning sex using a binary variable and placing it in the public portion of the birth certificate perpetuates the view that uh it is immutable meaning that it cannot change. And um, designating babies either male or female at birth fails to recognize the medical spectrum of gender identity, which is, yeah, it's pretty dope. And um, they said this can lead to many challenges, disproportionately impacting trans, non-binary, and intersex folks, uh, leading to uh, discrimination and harassment when registering for school, getting married, or adopting a child. And uh, another thing they mentioned is that race of the parents has been as is no longer listed on the public portion of the birth certificate because it's been used to discriminate, promote racial hierarchies and prohibit miscegenation, as they used to say, or interracial interracial marriage. Um, However, sex designation is still included despite the potential for discrimination. So they took off. The race of the parents on the birth certificate for, because it led to potential discrimination so they're also saying this should be taken off because clearly it leads to discrimination for a lot of trans folks non-binary folks and intersex people so yeah i thought that was interesting and was wondering your general thoughts obviously and then also um what do you think when it comes to the fight to have um x as a gender marker on identity documents do you think we should continue to fight for that or do you think we should be like take it all off on everything or just only uh, for the birth certificate like do you think we should shift the strategy to to be like take this shit off everything take it off the birth certificate take it off the license or you know your identification um, I can't. Oh, gosh, it's hard for me to say the strategy because I'm not somebody directly affected by this. I have my mm. F. I mm. um, it was easy for me to um, hustle, hustle it, <laughs> it, it, it to get the F and I'm OK with F. Do you see what I'm saying? So where I am, I'm OK with it. So I don't really know what's the best strategy would be would be better for um, people who are most impacted by this. But I. 
I would think if if I was um I would think that definitely birth certificate, but also I don't know the difference between um what they're saying is there really is no purpose for it feels like they're saying it's like no purpose for it on the birth certificate. Uh, it, it's no purpose for anybody outside of the doctor and the parent to know. I see. Do you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So is mm-hmm. that is is that that logic? And I totally get that when it comes to a birth certificate from what mm-hmm. the purpose is for. But is that can that same logic be applied to identification cards? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it might be a little different. Um, but maybe mm-hmm. not. So if that if it can apply across the board, hell, take all that shit off. Then we ain't got to worry about X's, F's, M's, or whatever. Take all that shit off. But definitely with birth certificates, because I feel like birth certificates, the record of it, that's only important to the hospital or medical records. It shouldn't be something that needs to be mm-hmm. put on a birth certificate for other people to see that it has nothing to do, do with anything. Um, right. And then we've talked about this, the history of the racist history of birth certificates. Like mm-hmm. literally the point of the point of birth certificates early on was racist. <laughs> the point right. of, the point of it. So um back in like nineteen twelve, there was this um sent this um this um state registrar of vital statistics in Virginia he, he was the registrar from 1912 to 1946. He, he, he just wanted it to be a very, he had an obsession with white purity. He was, he just had an obsession, like a lot of them, but really, you know, he just was one of them people. Like, you know, he clearly connected with the idea that the United States was a white man's country. And mm-hmm. even in, even in one of his speeches, like in um, in I think it was like when he was leaving office to uh, 19, 1924, he 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 claimed that honey the mistake and part honey oh we we actually agree with this kind of <laughs> oh, the, mi- okay. the mistake he said the mistake was actually bringing Africans over here anyway. Oh yeah, <laughs> we agree with that. Now your your reasoning we don't agree with, but he said <laughs> he said that actually in nineteen he's like it was a mistake in in sixteen nineteen to bring for them to bring Africans in North America anyway because this was supposed to be a white man's country. We sh- we should have left it as a white man's country. Because it was already a white man's country. What kind of bullshit is that? Because it wasn't. <laughs> we, we know it wasn't. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, it's like... What? First of all, Native Americans were here because right. they, they lived on this here. land. Right. And Africans were already here, baby. We were already traveling over here. So stop fucking... Mm-hmm. That's why the Seminoles are so dark. (laughs) The Seminole Native Americans were so fucking dark because they were engaging with Africans who were already sailing over here. So get the fuck out of here. So he was like, just the presence of the Negro here was the mistake. Um, Now he says, now that slavery is here, of course, because of the money, he's like, sure. (laughs) Right. We'll deal with it. (laughs) The economic advantages of it. But what he did was he 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 created this system, this birth certificate system, um, where he wanted to make sure, 
you know that the one drop rule was the law and he created this right. act, racial integrity act um, he got them to vote for it and pass it and this is this in is congress? The, in congress yeah this is the foundation of the one drop rule what makes mm-hmm. you white what makes you not white um it, because what was the problem it wasn't just the black people that were being you know mixing with the white people it was the native americans too right so right clear and make it a very distinct um what whiteness was and who had access to whatever whiteness give you and so in order to do that when a baby is born whatever level it don't matter if no matter if his great 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 grandma if she was black if if the father was black if, if whoever had some black or native blood in their gene pool they are not considered white and how you determine that is put it on the birth certificate Birth certificates have always been, have always been a tool of white supremacy. It has always been that a tool of division, of a tool to put black people in their place. In theory, imagine a world if we did not have gender markers on our IDs, or even because I mean, in in theory, like in theory, the same shit applies to your ID, right? Like my ID says black, my ID says male because I had to choose a thing, right? And personally, I'm not comfortable having X because I feel like I'm going to deal with more bullshit having X once I leave my bubble. And so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, imagine what I'm saying. Like, when I have, let me see your ID and ID says, but like, you're facing discrimination because of that, too. I mean, I guess it's different because it's your ID. But I'm just saying the logic of the reasoning around, like, these are potential reasons for discrimination. The same applies, I feel like. But aren't they going to see it? Like, aren't they going to see you black before they read the B on your ID? But I'm just saying, well, that's true. Then why do you need to have it on the ID? That's what I said. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Theoretically, like, you know, um, because there's so many ways to describe people. We just have, you know what I mean? We just, just like, we got these stock ways to, you know, describe people. I mean, and even the news, the news will go black male, da 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 da. And then when it's somebody white, they always go male. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) They'll say white. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. I it, it, I don't know. Just just I, a thought. Just a thought. I just imagine a different world. I guess as as they. I say. can see the utility. I can see the utility of it. I definitely own birth certificates. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I am. I haven't done enough research uh, on the the effects that it will have on the ID thing because I don't know. Um, there's so because it's also a fucking thing with the state. You know what I'm saying? It's also another like thing with the state and control and shit too in many ways i think it's because i may watch too many true crime documentaries or whatever uh-huh. but it's something i don't know i want to be i want people to able, able to give descriptions of people and what i'm saying you can give description even if it says something different on the id or even i mean i'm just saying like it's still kind of arbitrary because you know the id could say one thing but it doesn't necessarily necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like your description is not based on the ID. Your description is based on the person, like you said. Right. I don't that know. See. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think it's a <laughs> what. What I do think is a good thing, regardless of the effects. I don't know what the effects would be. 
what I do yeah. think is a good thing is the birth certificate, and I do, and I also think it's a good thing that the American yeah. Medical Association is in line with the trans community, is in yes. line yes. with changing and doing things that they feel makes intersex people, trans people, non-binary people's lives easier and less yes. complicated with things that people may think matter but don't matter. Not having your gender marker on your birth certificate, you need your birth certificate to get the ID. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, But you get to put whatever the fuck you want <laughs> if your true, birth certificate true. don't that's say true. nothing. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true too. <laughs> so, I love that. I love the idea of that, I that. control. I love yeah. the idea of yeah. that control. I love the idea yeah. of, um, you get what I'm saying? Just the idea of that. And so for me, it, yeah. I just like that they, I, every time I hear something from them, they are, when it comes to the mm -hmm. sports issue, anything that deals with a trans issue, they make it very clear. Look, sweetie. I know y'all want to claim mm -hmm. that biology is yeah. one sex, yeah, but, we're we fucking telling yeah. <laughs> we, but we've been right. telling y'all over and over that it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Yes, back mm -hmm. in the day, we thought this one way, <laughs> but we have come a long way in science, and we know that there's some nuance around gender and gender identity and sex and chromosomal sex. There is some nuance, and people don't always fit in these boxes just as easily as you want them to. And so right. we are telling you that we are aligned with the trans community because we know those nuances. And so mm -hmm. get y'all shit together. And so we're gonna do something right now to do this birth certificate stuff. We might do something later, but right now this is the birth certificate stuff. This is unnecessary and it's not something we need. I love that they do that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, it's, it's great. Um, yeah, no, this is great. I'm just, my mind is now like, turning <laughs> just, just, I'm just thinking about all these different because like another thing I'm thinking about too is just like this is the American Medical Association and you know there's some people that are like trans people medical it just seems without and it's like no like you, you can transition medically socially legally surgically they're not all the same but um it's like if the medical field wasn't like yes this is a thing we wouldn't be able to have access to our hormones. Like, no. like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you, any, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know. That's where my mind was just turning. Just like, oh, when you when you said it, it's like this is the American Medical Association, mm -hmm. and that matters. Yeah, absolutely. And the the medical aspect of being a trans person is like a thing, right? A thing. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Because like some people. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, for, for some younger folks, not all younger folks, but, you know, folks are more free than that. And it's like, no, it's not. It's like, no, this is a thing. That's yeah. an aspect of it. It's a thing that changed people's lives. It's a thing that yes. um, gives people access. It's a thing that um, that we benefit from some of us. Now, if you don't choose to get access to the to it if, or if you can't. Or, um, or even the concept of the medical piece. You know, some folks are like, this is not a medical thing. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, theoretically. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I'm I mean, just, but I'm a trans person that medically transitioned. And so I can't... No, I'm saying even folks that take hormones will say that too. Not, yeah, the, not the act of the taking, the trans, taking medication, but just like, you know, some people are quick to say pathologizing, and I don't think it's necessarily pathologizing. 
Yeah, for me, I, I, I is. I consider it medical. I consider it. Um, <laughs> I consider, but I consider it other things too. I do. I consider it social. Absolutely, I consider it. Right. Also, it's a multiplicity level of things. Mm-hmm. I think that it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's social. It's cultural. It's it's medical. Right. It's it's so yeah. many, and it doesn't have to be any of the things for you. Um, somebody right. whose right. culture has a, a level of trans type thing, trans like entity in their culture it might not be any kind of social cult cultural shift for you it could just be oh, right i'm right, a five right. right, right. so hey this is what right, it is right. it's not some culture shift right. for me because my culture has something for a place for me and right. so right it just right. depends on you and so for me my transition is cultural it's medical it is social it that's what it is and so um i appreciate um, yeah, the medical um, doors that have been open. I appreciate it, and I appreciate them standing behind it and not being wishy-washy, politically mm-hmm. wishy-washy. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> they not active. Yeah, they firm on it. Yeah, they're firm on. Hey, we know this exists because we believe in science. So hey, because <laughs> we doing our fucking job, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, y'all, let us let us know what you think about this with the American Medical Association uh, suggesting that we take sex off our birth certificates and just reserve that designation that you were assigned by that doctor on that day. <laughs> Have mm-hmm. that be, be between you. It's documented, your but parents and it's your not doctor. open to the public. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think about that. You think it's a good idea. Let us know if you also think this ID thing. I know it's kind of random too, but let us know what you think. Hashtag Marsha's Play. So, you know, I be going down wormholes sometimes. <laughs> wormholes is not my business. You know, I, I, I'll see a concept and I'll just go down and be like, oh, mm. what are they talking about? And uh-huh. so I went down this wormhole of hypergamy. Hypergamy. Yeah, hypergamy. So hypergamy has been around for a very, very long time. Um, how I got in, how I got to the opening of this wormhole was I, <laughs> I saw this video of this girl and she was basically very a prim and proper black girl and all her videos revolved around meeting men of wealth, dating men of wealth. And she has like a course <laughs> of, of teaching women how to find and catch men of wealth and um, this this whole idea of finding of being a housewife the 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 hyper femininity of it is okay for you to find a man get married who has money to take care of you and you and he pays all the bills and you be a housewife you have and she was doing it on this kind of racialized very subtly racialized because she's a black girl and she's okay. proud to be black and she says we have access to this too and she's it's kind of it was kind of this subtle racialized um soapbox that she was on this is not just for white women this is not just we do not have to settle for jamal we do not have to settle for broke dudes we can set we can we can have access to be a housewife too and 
don't think that because we're black that we can't do that. And this is this is where where the the theme of most of her videos. And so I was like, okay, this is quite interesting. And so I'm looking at her, and I'm looking at how she looks, and I'm looking at how she yeah. presents herself, and yeah. and I couldn't help but to say. This is easy for you to believe in because you have some very stereotypical aesthetic mm. conventional, social, yeah. conventional mm. social capita that some of us don't have access to. So first of all, you are small and petite in your frame and body. You mm -hmm. wear your hair long, typically like a like like a relaxed hair black girl. Um, okay. um, you are light complected. You have all the mm -hmm. things that could make you a trophy black woman. I got you. To I the you. to the to the mainstream community, and so I'm looking at her and I'm like, as a black trans woman, I don't. Your strategies will never work for me. Mm. On some levels, it might. But on some levels, it it won't because everything that you, all of your strategies is based on you performing femininity to this hyper level that mm -hmm. even if I get to it, my transness keeps me out of. My height, my size, my transness, all the things keep me out of that. But I want to kind of define so if nobody, because you said you had never heard of hypergamy. I never, I never heard of the term and uh -huh. I have a lot of thoughts about what it means. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never heard of the term. Tell me what you think hypergamy means. Marry up financially. Then that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. so let me give you the the Webster and then I give you some of the social um, um, definitions. So the Webster definition okay. of hypergamy is the action of marrying or forming a sexual or romantic relationship with a person of a superior socioeconomic status or educational background. And this is more of a um, pro feminist definition. I got this uh, this definition from a, a kind of like a pro-feminist site. There's another okay. definition on a anti-feminist site. Hypergamy is the evolved female instinct to desire male sex partners on a higher socioeconomic class, income level, and or resource potential. Now, the anti-feminist Definition is literally almost exactly the same, except for it's just said in a more negative way, where it's like women are using men <laughs> okay. to okay. get partners and um, to using men to get to for their money, marrying men for their money, marrying for more status, and marrying for a better life. And you got to be careful. <laughs> okay. Okay. And okay. so, um, and so. I also want to say that this, some of the thing when I was kind of go, going down the hole and kind of researching and looking at it, of course, everything was from a very cis heteronormative way of way of thinking. But yeah. what, what research has found, while although gay male like sex life and relationship life has conventionally kind of um, disrupt like normal family norms and practices, what the research shows is not only does it kind of 
changes it, but it also simultaneously reinforced some of those values too. And, <clears throat> and they have found that it is more common to forge <clears throat> hypergamous relationships in <laughs> gay relationships. Gay community? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's, that sounds like a accurate... <laughs> <laughs> because they are more um they are more they they create more cross racial cross generational and cross social class boundaries Re- they cross those boundaries to make relationship more frequently than heterosexuals do and heterosexual seems to kind of stick with their own kind it is way more common than us because we have free from we are, have free from the boxes of the the sex gender roles and gender rules we are it's more common for us to be more free to explore other options outside of race outside of socioeconomic status outside all those things so it's more common in the queer community to have hyper hypergamy relationships yeah Yeah, i mean you know I, i joke around like all queer trans people we're all fucked in many different ways and very similarly in terms of we most of us be whatever we smoke we smoke cigarettes we drink <laughs> we do a lot of things we be dealing with bullshit and dealing with a lot of economic hardships because that's the push pull factor in all of that whether it was for cis women for a long time we're still you know whether it's for the gay community because often it's like somebody's broke 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 now granted that's changing because more middle class folks in younger that's like a part of the culture for folks that got more means today mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily a survival mechanism or i'm doing this for reasons uh like this is definitely going to improve my quality of life but i think that's a factor though for us for the queer community oh i definitely i definitely see it i definitely you i know. didn't know it was more but i definitely can i believe it i don't i, don't I mean that's why i believe is what we i mean yeah you know, i guess you know, i mean more recently, you hear like cis straight people talking about, you know, what is it? Not do they say? Do they say daddies? What do they call it? Like sugar, sugar babies daddies, or whatever sugar the fuck daddies. that sugar daddies, all that, yeah, all that kind of shit. Like that's become more popular. In, that in language, culture. but it's been the language, right? Marrying, yeah. That's another element too that I wanted to kind of point out. The act of hypergamy is actually an inbred norm of mm. upper class. So, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. upper class is like yeah, upper class culture. It is a norm for you to marry somebody of status. It mm-hmm. is an acceptable norm. Like yo, like my daughter is not marrying some bunking from the white trash area of town, um, or some hood ratchet nigga who don't have no education. My daughter or my children are going to marry somebody of status or even if it's even if it's the boy you're going to marry somebody of good stock you're going to marry some girl right. who right. went to you know who went to a, a a nice private school who went to who who's uh, who come from money too yeah no yeah no you're right yeah and yeah so it's in Absolutely. it's in it's bred into them to think in that mind to think of um and i say upper class people we know that can that can read as white but it's not just white people it's whoever is no i mean yeah yeah i mean you went to hbcu yeah Yeah. you know seen tons of that you know yeah you know black folks do the same thing but I don't know. It's I don't know. It seems a little weird because it's kind of it's like it's connect to me. Like I understand like the I understand 
having agency to do whatever the fuck you want to do. But I also understand that this tradition is connected to some Eurocentric Victorian bullshit and also connected to capitalism. And so it's like, that's where I'm like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because if I want to tear this shit down, I want to tear this shit down for real. Like, I don't want to just remix it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And make it, well, I get my part in it too. It's like, nah, I mean, the roots of it seem problematic. I guess is where I'm saying, where I'm coming from. But I think people who follow this are trying to get their part in it too, because I, a part, a level of, uh, I think a level of it is when I'm when I'm hearing and listening, because I started to hear kind of common themes like this feels like it's not feminist. Like it feel the way she was talking initially, it feels like you're just going along with the patriarchy, but. <clears throat> There was some things that she was saying that was aligning, aligning with like the city girl trap feminist movement too. Let these niggas pay for everything. Like get the get some money out these niggas. Get the you get what I'm saying. It kind there was mm. something that was aligning that was parallel as far as okay. doing what you do what you need to do to make these niggas hustle these niggas out of their coin. And there was mm -hmm. there was an alignment with that. Now every single thing wasn't aligned, but the bay yeah, bottom yeah. line was get to use these niggas because they gonna use you. And so and it's and and it's okay to be in that position if you're getting what you want, stability, and your kids are being taken care of, and your needs are being taken care of. If you are, it's okay to do what you need to do to get to that point. So they were. Because we can't, if this, in my in my mind, it was like the system, like kind of like with prison. Yeah, we want to abolish prison, but they ain't abolished yet. And so, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. so, how do we deal with this right now? And so, in this, in in taking that concept, that dealing with it right now, we want to abolish patriarchy and we want to close the gender wealth gap. We want to give more opportunities to women, but we are not there yet. So, how can we benefit? right now with how it is yeah i mean i know i know look i think it's like you said it's nuanced and i think there's enough room for folks who are like i feel empowered by doing this and also understanding that like this is the shit that this is the this is part of the foundation of this mythical white shit mythical white woman shit why the white woman is can cry and then we're gonna go lynch a motherfucking nigga that's the, that that kind of shit and the cult of true women, piety, and all that other bullshit, like, that's some weird shit, and that's how girls are trained to be, and if you're a dyke, and you're a fucking masculine woman, and you don't do that, like, it's so ingrained, right, so, like, th that's where I, I have a problem, right, because it's like, there are, a, there's enough room to say, do you, and let's push for these other options so people can have other options, which is, you know, dealing with this wealth gap. Please go vote. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? They, you know what I mean? Or, you know, getting organizations that have funding and things like that. Because women just be, started being able to not have a man sign on a fucking credit card in the 70s. Right. When we were kids, sexual harassment became illegal. So I understand, you know, remember when we was kids, they'd be like, it's sexual harassment. I don't to take it. Commercials came out. You know what I'm saying? So like, of Anita Hill. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's only really been about mm, 40 years, maybe, since women could play in sports, get credit cards on their own, and do shit on their own, mm. legally. 
without having a, you can get a bank account on your own. You don't have to have a man. That's new, relatively. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, so it's just like, I, I, like you said, like they ain't abolished yet. So I also, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. Like I think, I think there's enough room for. I understand you got to do what the fuck you got to do, and it's problematic that that seems like the best option like you should have an array of fucking options to do what you have to do to be able to take care of yourself take care of your kids and we should be advocating for you to be able to do what you want to do because we in the reality that we're in like we can't make it not be the reality <laughs> like you said like this this is now this is today this is what it is versus what i envision it to be but also it, that also that shit fucks up people. It fucks up girls. It fucks up AFAB folks. It fucks up trans men when they grow up. It fucks up dynamics. With, you know what I mean? So like there are also consequences of that that are very fucking problematic for women and girls and for AFAB trans people who are masculine in particular. And I think in I think why why it feels gross is because they are playing into that like social position and social currency of young and beautiful people because young and yeah. beautiful people are kind of positioned as this um trophy this arm candy it kind of and because of that status of young beautiful people whoever has the power like whoever has a social status, like and usually it's men, but it's not always men. Whoever has the social status, having that young and beautiful person on your arm actually increases your status and makes you look like you have a higher status because you. And, and I can see why gay men, uh, uh, gay men and gay folks all act actually. This works even higher in their in their situation because if I'm if I'm a gay person with money and power and I want to look like I have money and power, regardless, I'm gonna have somebody young and beautiful on my arm that make me look like, oh, look, he got this hot person on his arm, mm -hmm. and, it and, gives and him yeah, mm -hmm. it, and a lot of that culture is coming out of the push pull of not of still being minoritized or what have you. It comes out of that. It's, it didn't it didn't come out of gay people could always get married. It didn't come out of gay people. It can't that it's been going on for some it, the roots of it is still coming from gay people still being had from the era of people having to be in the closet. From the era of all of that, you know? So it's like it's it's the it's the it's the it's the bullshit that's helping to form in response, you know what I mean? Like we gotta work with, like you said, you gotta work with what you got. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, you used to see way more like age gap relationships in a way that you don't anymore since marriage has become legal, since mm -hmm. being queer is more acceptable and all that kind of shit. You know, um, folks aren't kind of forced into the same. We're not. We're not. You know, it's more visible. Like people got more options. Actually, that's because that's really what it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like oh, you get you don't have to be in the closet in the site. Like, there's just more shit. And no I, I just I feel like trans people don't have access to those options like I like, like that. I just I, I you know like I can see certain little glimmers of them playing the game of the hypergamy game. Let me. You know, like when we think about, like, take polls. This is this is an imaginary. Or Electra, yeah, yeah, Electra and yeah. her and her sugar daddy. But that's not public. Yes, I'm I'm 
I'm not mm-hmm. marrying you, but I, I have this access to this certain life because I am in proximity to you, but I am providing yeah. you with that. So it's always feels like it's a limit. Like, yeah, we can play the game if we want to, but it's always seems like there is a cap. There is a limit. There is yeah. a, there is a, um, you can't go a ceiling that we can't mm-hmm. get to get past because of our transness, because of our mm-hmm. that. And and the ones who get access to even that the top of that ceiling, they either has to fit a certain level of beauty, they have to fit a mm-hmm. you know, a certain level yeah. um, of physical social capital. They have to they have to have that certain thing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, then you don't you definitely don't have no access to that kind to play that game. The, even right. and what I'm saying, even though the playing the game may be problematic in on a, for anybody. But right. even have, but it's a privilege to even have access to no, play, I, the game. play the game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As I was searching for certain things, when I was trying to make that, when I was come, trying to think of like, why do I? Is there any proof that we don't have access to this? And when I, when I, um, when I think about it towards cis versus six cisgender versus transgender, and I was kind of mm. searching, and this is what's yeah. quite interesting. It's kind of, it's kind of like a rebuttal a little bit. Um, still, still both an and. This not that not against it, but both an and. So, uh-huh. in, in recent decades, the rapid growth of Thailand. So, we thinking about Thailand. So, the the rapid growth of Thailand's economic power, which started to build in the eighties, and then there's this global queer movement. This queer movement that started around the same time, like in the eighties, mm-hmm. and so it led to more contact between male to female transgender people and European tourists of wealth. Right. Right. Who acknowledged and supported them having rights. <laughs> so what that did was create a whole flow of trans women who are migrating through marriage to Europe country, European countries. Now, there's tons of various strategies that these um, that these trans people from Thailand, particularly trans women, that you know they this it includes accepting like low skilled labor work or um, performing sex work, of course, and um, some level of exploitation usually involved. Absolutely, and this one, but this one has come more often in modern times finding Western partners and getting a spousal visa, which is considered Mm -hmm. the most convenient and effective way to migrate to these countries. And there has been a consistent flow from Mm. a documented flow from Thailand of lady boys, lady boys. Again, both and. Both and. Lady boys marrying European uh, men of wealth. This is the flip side of that. Why, yes, that can be documented, but there is a reason why Asian lady boys are fetished in the transsexual community. Come on. There is a reason because it, 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 it is the intersection of the submissive woman, feminine um, um, stereotype of Asian women. Yep. And the fetishization of trans, a trans person, period. It's the intersection of that. White yep. men love that fucking shit. 
And yeah. so, yeah. if they can go over here to these Asian countries and get them a lady boy that is more right. submissive, that is beautiful and small and petite, because the stereotypes of Asian men is that they're just as small and petite as their women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so if that mm -hmm. if they transition of course they're going to be small and petite like women mm -hmm. and so all these stereotypes they fucking love that and if you are in our community you know that there is a fetish for lady boys that's why we right. saw it on that movie hangover <laughs> that movie hangover oh, with the white men the funny white man yeah. hangover that's why they were fucking huh. over there and played that, put that in that movie. Oh. That because it is a part of the nerdy anime white culture to fetishize mm -hmm. Asian trans people. It's the undercurrent of it to fetishize. Okay. Them. Okay. It's just what it is. And so mm -hmm. for me seeing that, I was like, yes, this is an example of them benefiting from hypergamy. Okay. Mm -hmm. But. It is also rooted in exactly what the fuck we were talking about before. Exactly. Everybody exactly. don't have access. We uh, show me the documentation of African trans women, right, marrying right. up and moving from Africa to Europe. You're not gonna right. see that because they don't have access to the privilege that the beauty or the standard or the stereotype gives them to give them access to those type of men. It's just so wild because it's just like. Everybody should have better options. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, should, you should have better options, because yeah, you know, because often, right? Those situations are still an exploit, exploit, exploitative. Is that how you say that word? Exploitative. exploitative. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, exploitative situations. So it's like, yeah, you you got nice things, you were able to leave, but you still have to deal with some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? The only negative about that is it, what if you are not exploitative? Huh, we what exploitative to you may not be what exploitative to me. So I, I'm just I, I I would say being out in the Pacific Northwest, I've gotten some different perspectives on shit mm -hmm. just because it's a lot of it's a large Asian community out here, it's a large Pacific Islander community out here, and people be doing some bullshit. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I know there can be some bullshit that we yeah. may you maybe consider. But what if I? What if we were different people? And we are different people. Yeah. But what, what if? Um, <laughs> what if? What if we didn't have similar mindsets of what exploitation is? Some well, people, I'm, I'm saying even if you don't, though, Diamond. I'm saying like even if it's like it's cool, but if somebody's still making you fucking have sex with them and do shit, other kind of shit, and you have because you have to, that's still exploitative, whether you even realize it or not. It's still a power and control dynamic that be fucked up. Not every time, but a lot of the time. So that's all I'm saying is this power and control dynamic sometimes is still fucked up, even though shit is like cool. Hmm. That's where I'm coming from. It's just I, like, I just feel I mean, like, like it has to be. Um, I feel like if you're making a conscious decision because you're okay with the dynamics of the situation, it's the better situation. Like you said, like we were talking about earlier, it's better. It, it's out of all the options. <laughs> this seems this like is the, the best. best one. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it doesn't come with this hangups. Recently, the girl that is married to Cam, um, Cam Newton, 
She just mm-hmm. uh, they had she had a little viral a clip go viral where she was talking about being submissive and not arguing oh, wow. with him, not um kind of bombarding him with your emotionality. If you gotta cry, go to the shower and cry. Don't cry oh. in front of him. All this kind of weird ass shit that she was saying. So for me, yeah. as as a black feminist woman, some of that wow. shit is weird to me. What the fuck? I'm not. I can't be fucking yeah. human. But. <laughs> <laughs> right, honey, right, right. Uh, and I'm sucking toes and, and massaging him and doing all this shit. But you're doing that because you have access to his money. Like right. that's what it is. And so, right. because right. I remember when she was not with him, she was in her fucking car talking about how she hate pick me's. <laughs> she oh, was in wow. her car talking about oh. how she hate pick me's and da 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 da. But now you are queen pick me. You just went viral mm-hmm. by being being a fucking pick me. And I got you got to be submissive. And I'm okay with being submissive because da da. Girl, you That's we know funny. why you okay with being submissive. Right. Because exactly. you get uh, the perks of all this fancy shit. This house. This exactly. fucking exactly. This fucking your bills are all paid. The luxury and so. Mm-hmm. I can't really say that if I uh, if she is down with it now if she doesn't know then no but if she is down with putting herself in the position to say when he want to fuck he needs I need to fuck him because I get access to him. <sighs> if I want to do this and da 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 because I get this da 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 I don't feel like I can't say that that's exploitative if uh, I don't know but if you are voluntarily doing it it's not a, it's not it's not they're not even in terms of power that's what i'm saying the power is there's a power differential you could be okay with that with somebody that you have the same level of power with in your relationship that is not the case here but she can that's leave whenever saying. she want that is the but power she would, has but, but why would she leave if if this makes more sense for her stability and this is the nicest shit what i'm saying is yes she has choice in that but it doesn't necessarily mean that um sorry it doesn't necessarily mean that like there's not a fucked up power imbalance that's keeping her there right it's like both of those things are keeping her there you know what i'm saying it's like if 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 you are with cam fucking newton and then you're like not with cam newton yeah your life is going to drastically change (laughs) you know what i'm saying and i'm just but you were fine with that difference when you weren't with him prior to you being with him you were chilling and you were working and you were living your mm. happy life when you wasn't with him. You you can choose to go. Now, I'm not talking about if you're choosing to go back to fucking um, I'm eating scraps. And, you know, it's a different yeah, dynamic. Yeah. But you yeah. going, it's a difference. If you have the power to stay in this rich situation or stay in this kind of like, oh, I'm not rich, but I got a place to live. I got food. I got a job. Da, 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 da. You have the power to choose to do that. But but I mean I mean I think it's still what we talking about from the beginning. That's the reason women married up because women didn't have no economic. It's like you lack economic options. The whole point of marriage was economic. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so it's like if it's if I'm just saying you should have more, people should have more options. Everybody should have more yeah, options. Absolutely. Besides marrying somebody where there's a power imbalance because that seems like the most economically stable thing to do. That's all I'm saying because it's still. That, like that's the reason up until maybe the 80s or not maybe not even the 80s really maybe up until like the 2000s where or 90s where you didn't if you had access to go to college as a woman especially straight women it's like you're looking for your husband because mm-hmm. it's tied to the economics because of capitalism 
yeah. and power and control. And so it's like, cool, I get it, because a lot of people will put themselves in situations they otherwise probably wouldn't if they had more control in the situation and power in the situation. But if this is the better situation than this other situation, I'm going to stick with better. Even if there's shit I don't like, even if the power dynamics are fucked up, I'm going to still stick with better. And what's more fucked up to your point is trans folks don't even have access to that bullshit. <laughs> that that, that help is helpful, but still problematic. Like we don't even have access to that. No, so, <laughs> you know I can't. I can't go be a groupie and be right, a celebrity right. groupie. I can't go exactly. be if I was exactly. young. If I was like Mia, like say Mia, uh, when she was in in her early twenties, Mia wow. didn't have access to in, in me when I was in my early twenties. We didn't. Mm. We couldn't just go. There was young girls who were hot and in their prime yeah. of their look who could just go yeah. to the club and pick up hot boys. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. pick up dope boys, pick up celebrities, pick pick up ball players. It's a whole system yeah. of women playing that game, trying to see who they yeah. can bag, who they can fuck, what they can get out of celebrity niggas. I mm -hmm. cannot. I don't have. I, I didn't have access that to that when to the that level. Can when I, I share something? Can I share something? I knew nothing about that dynamic really until after I started transitioning medically because I just was not around that dynamic. And um, I dated someone and that dynamic was there. And I was like, is this, is she just trying to like get my shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, you know what I mean? Cause I wasn't used to it. I wasn't used to what you're talking about. Being the, re on the, the, on, on the, being the target of it, right? Yes. Like I just was, I was like, I, because I didn't really, I don't really mess around straight people. I'm very unaware of straight people culture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a big part of it. You know what I'm saying? I talk to my sister. They're like, yeah, I mean, you know, about your baby. <laughs> you know, like, keep your eyes open because, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it was, but I felt like fucked up from it. I was like, I feel like, fuck, you using me and shit. Like, I wasn't used to any of that shit. It did not feel good to be on the receiving end of it. Granted, I am not a heterosexual. I am not a cis man. I don't know nothing about that like that. I'm not used to playing those games. I'm not familiar with them. Like, straight people had a whole other culture of bullshit. And, well, you know, heterosexual culture is just like a whole different thing. When it comes to, but well, we just said the, the statistics. The statistics are worse on our end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, the, statistic, the statistics are worse. But I'm saying the games that people play, that straight people like the straight heterosexual dynamics are different. Like the games of some of the games are. I'm sure there's overlap, but just like the possess. Like for example, when I was dating this woman, she was like. You know, uh, you go into the gay bar like you, cause she, I'm, you know, I'm queer. I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to gay guys. I ain't necessarily fucking dudes, but you know, she was like, oh, but you could potentially hook up with somebody. I'm like, ma'am, I've been a whole lesbian, and we all potentially fuck everybody, but we were just, you know what I mean? But because of that heterosexual power dynamics and control and possessiveness, when I talked to my my sisters and you know my my cis women friends, straight women friends, they were like, that's normal. Mm. There are, or rather more so that's common, right? Because if I'm going somewhere and you think there, I'm, or if I'm going to go hang out with some women at a, yeah, at a party, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you potentially could hook up with them. And I'm like, what in the fuck is this shit? Because I wasn't familiar because I only dated queer people for the most part. And so we all could potentially be fucking, you know? <laughs> just, you know what I mean? So it just never came up, you know? Um, but it, it really threw me. 
but yeah, but that's that's what I mean. Like that's an example, or even like like you said with the with the, you know, like you said, we was in college, that kind of shit. I ain't know about yeah. that shit, and I hung out with straight. I had straight friends, you know what I'm saying, but I was still trying to put on makeup and shit, you know. But like I didn't know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I was tuned the fuck out, you know. Yeah, so that it, just, it blew me away. Yeah, I just don't know how. It I I guess my point my point what I what I gauge from the wormhole. <laughs> the, the, the hole that I went down is for me I did I, I don't have access to that privilege the privilege of playing that game because me being trans doesn't give men social status it does not give them social status in the, the homophobia and the transphobia that is attached with me that comes with dating me that comes with being with me actually takes a man's status down now i i idealistically no i'm a bad bitch and you know you would be lucky that <laughs> lucky to have me on your motherfucking arm i can say all them affirmations i can say all facts and i can say them affirmations and believe them wholeheartedly in the mirror but in the reality of the world and how it's played out in the world Mm. A guy being with me is not going to be equal to him mm. being with, say, a sister to woman that looks exactly like me. Mm-hmm. A cis mm-hmm. woman is going to mm-hmm. be more prestigious. It's going to be somebody. Right, right, right. But the, the you being with a trans woman, that's going to knock you down because it's for to other men. It's going to seem like, oh, this some gay shit. Mm-mm. That mm-hmm. that don't make you look. That don't make you look like the macho macho man that you're supposed to look with money right. and class and status. It takes away that, and so that do, that doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. help me. And actually, what I've seen in my own personal life, the more. Because this is also an educational thing as well. Mm. The more the more education I got, the more money I made, I started to meet more men who were of wealth and of status. Mm. But it was immediately you would knock me down. Whereas when mm-hmm. I was when I was broke and poor and in the hood. My, it didn't, men who were dating me, they were broken in the hood too. So it didn't really kind of knock them down. And actually, because I was more stable and had my own shit, they actually can, honey, it was a level of fucking hypergamy on that level too. Because honey, I had a place to stay. They didn't. I mean, you know what though? That is real too though. When it comes to- It's just on the- When it comes to cis men, always laid up at somebody's house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Particularly men this who are who who don't have access to, access to that kind of patriarchal benefit because they black exactly. because they yeah. are immigrant because da, 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 da. they don't yeah. mind especially with us as black women we mm-hmm. because we ha- we have put put ourselves in this status of having the education more education than our counterparts more education more access to some in certain situations more access to wealth it's tons of niggas that will fucking be like oh i'm gonna attach myself to her because she got money i'm gonna dick her down real good and we're gonna do what we need to do that 
but right. that's not exclusive right. to us. I was reading this book. Um, I talked about it before, but reading this book called um, "We Were Her Property," which just examines um, white women slave owners, and mm. one of the elements of one one chapter of the book talked mm-hmm. about how fathers, men, men slave owners who had who didn't have any sons who only had daughters and they knew that their wealth was going to be passed to their daughters, they had to legally put their daughters in positions to where if a man came and married her, he wouldn't take all her shit. Because like you just said, they just got power, economic power in the 70s, most most right. of them. But back yeah. in the day, men who married their wife would take all their shit. And so dudes would look for women who like white men would look poor yeah. white men would look for white women who had slaves who had property and try to marry them and take their shit and so fathers right. of their daughters would have to say I need to put you in a position of power and make sure that you own this with, and nobody can take it from you no matter if you get married or not and so a wow. lot of daughters in their journals because they would have access to their journals the book did and would say my father protected me from this because he made it to where i only inherit this nobody else can inherit this but me and so they would be like it would be like it would be so socially weird that men say a man already owns some slaves and he marries you and he could beat on his slaves but he can't beat on yours Right. As a white, right. like a white woman slave owner. Right. If you were the type of white woman that didn't beat on your slaves, you could be like, no, you could beat on yours. You can't beat on mine. Right. Because we are the, we are the, the money. We are the. Right. The so property. no. Yeah. And so. With the capital. And so they, so there was a whole culture of men mm-hmm. who was trying to marry into white women with money, who was, who had money, property and slaves. And so mm-hmm. their dad was their dads were protecting them, and so, so like prenups, like prenups. Yeah, basically, in just different legal papers to make sure that if you inherit this money, if you marry my daughter, you can't take her shit from her, and go marry uh-huh. somebody else, and now you own it. You can't take it. And they were doing this to set uh-huh. their daughters up for success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so they uh, find like an old an old maid or something like that. That kind of thing. Yeah, if they found an old maid, if they find even a young one, young one that their father is about to die or died recently, and okay. they they got all of the money, they got all the shit their father owned because they don't have any brothers. Right. They don't right. have any brothers, right. and right. so right. he had to do what he needed to do to wow. protect his assets for his daughters, and so he would make these legal. Um, these legal things where you can't these tra- these slaves can't be traded to anybody but my daughter mm-hmm. and her children. All these legal prenups, like you said, just just like a yeah. set of prenups. And so yeah. men were doing hypergamy too. This is what they were doing to, um, to up that. So anyway, I said that because uh, I just didn't feel like I had access to it. I didn't feel like I had access. Yeah. It's easy for me to say I want to dismantle that. But I can't really say that I wouldn't be using if I had access to a fucking rich I mean, man that I wouldn't be using that motherfucking ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I used to be a sex worker. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's I'm exploiting these niggas with money and coins. I'm using yeah. my. I'm objectifying myself. I'm using their um, attraction yeah. and their novelty attraction to me to survive. Mm-hmm. I did it for mm-hmm. five years, and so I know. Yeah. That if yeah. I could have access to motherfucking rich niggas, I would be 
playing that. I, I, don't, I don't think I'll be playing it how they playing it because I ain't just saying right. I'm trying to be prissy pretty, but I'll be playing it in some way to exploit mm. their motherfucking ass. Robbing these niggas. Right, right. <laughs> I would be robbing them. Give me your things. Give me, give me all your money, Grandpa. <laughs> have oh you seen God. that? Have you seen hey. that vibe? Uh, uh, <laughs> have you seen that TikTok? She no. said, uh, I, "I don't know her name, but she said uh, yeah. she, uh, the whole premise was, you know, young young <laughs> women, old men trying to get these young women to settle down." <laughs> and oh. she said, "The young girls is like, don't nobody want to marry you, Papa. Give me the oh. money." <laughs> Give me the money. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, they, it was like that. Things. It was that Lori Harvey thing when she didn't want to marry uh, Michael B. Jordan old ass. Not that he old and uh, right. he, oh. he, he he older than her. She and her she he like 35, 36, 30, that. How is she? She's yeah. like 24, 25. 10 oh, years yeah, older than her. Gap. That's a gap. That's a gap. That's a gap. A, and he wanted her to settle down. 30, 35 and 25 are definitely not the same. Totally not the same. <laughs> and so she said, no, ma'am, and let his ass go. Like, Don't nobody want to so marry you, Papa. Give me the money. Who's, I mean, the queen of that is uh, Anna Nicole Smith. Ah, my idol. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> You know, I live down the street. I live down the street from the club that she found him at. Are you serious? Yes, Treasures. It still exists. It's it's a a white white woman strip club. It's called Treasures. And I live like probably like six blocks from Treasures. How old was she when she got married to him? He was probably like in his 90s or some shit. Yeah, some old, old 80s, 90s. (laughs) In a wheelchair. They used to roll him into the club. Wow. In a Did they have kids everything. together? Did she have no. a kid with him? No, she didn't have kids with him. Oh, she had kids. Oh, that was somebody else she had the kids with. Yeah. Did she have some kids? She did. Okay, okay. Wow. wow. There's a whole documentary on her life that was really, really good that I saw. But mm-hmm. it, it explained her meeting him and, you know, just how their relationship started. It was totally not her intention. She was a stripper and he just lived for her. He lived. He really did live yeah. for her. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what's crazy about Anna Nicole Smith? What? I don't know what. Wh- I don't know why. Because I don't know why this got me emotional. Her death really affected me emotionally, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. I yeah yeah. It was yeah. something about her dying that really kind of pulled at my heartstrings and I don't I can't tell you why but it just was something that's something that I related mm-hmm. to her about um maybe the comeuppance of her life <laughs> um but her dying and how she died and what she had went through before she died when I was uh, I was on a prostitution escort tour <laughs> when I was I was literally in the uh, in the airport when I found out about her death and I saw it, you mm. know how at the airport there's news on the screen. Yeah. It was yeah. playing and for, I, I just started tearing up. It just was mm. so emotional for me. And she was an icon though of the nineties. Like she symbolized. Yeah. She was an icon of the nineties. Yeah. 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 With her, with her guest campaign, just kind of quirky little white trash girl that kind of came up. Yeah. And lucky yeah. came up. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, yeah, 
I don't know. It just, it, for some reason, it got me really emotional. And it's interesting that you brought her up. Well, tell us what y'all think and um, what y'all think about hypergamy, what y'all think about the conversation <laughs> that we have, what you think about access to the, even playing this game. Because some of us right, don't right. have access. We're too big. We're too black. We're too sh- tall. We're too, mm. what, too, too whatever. We, we're not in the circles to be get access to these dudes what tell me tell me what you think about access to the playing this game um yeah hashtag marsha's plate gimme 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 euphoria more than peace of mind it's the joy in space to change the tide gimme 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 euphoria more than peace of mind it's the joy in space to change the So, all right, Jay, what has been giving you euphoria this week? All right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I went to Alki Beach Pride, which is, you know, black, they're BIPOC, uh, but definitely a lot of black folks down there, which is great. Ran into some friends. Um, I was like, what's a gaggle of blacks across the street? So I went across, these my people. <laughs> Caught up. And a friend was like, hey, you know, it's great to see you. I was just down at the gay beach because they got a gay beach here. And I think it's also a new beach. And they were like, I overheard. There were some other black people there. It was great. But I heard them talking about the pod, talking about Marsha's Play podcast. And they were just going on and on and on. And they loved it and all that kind of shit. And that just, yeah, that just brought me... Did they know, you know it was so you? Euphoria. My friend knew I was on the show. Yeah, but I wasn't at the beach. He was. Oh. Uh, me, they they were at a different. Uh, so Alki Beach is not the gay beach. It's just the beach. They were at the gay beach. Apparently, it's a gay beach. I think it's like a gay beach, possibly also a nude beach. Mm. So that's where they were at. And so um, I guess they were there over the weekend and uh maybe like friday and so this was yesterday and they were like yeah like you know these folks they were just there was some black trans people at the beach and they was just getting it in talking about marshall's play and how much they appreciate a lot of podcasts and thank you to whoever you people are uh we love you too um and i just that just yeah yeah it was like you know it was great to like run into my friend at, at the at the beach you know at the pride that was already euphoric especially running to a gaggle of black people in the place that's super white that was euphoric, but to hear them be like, yo, I was at the gay beach, and it was like, I was sitting by some blacks, because there ain't that many blacks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just overheard them, and you know, and, and while they were there, they were just talking about how much they enjoyed the podcast, so that 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 means a lot, and uh, thank you to whoever y'all are. Shout out. Peanut. Thank you. You know? Yeah, so that's my euphoria for this week. Oh, so my euphoria for this week is P motherfucking Valley. Look. Mm, I don't got cable. Yo. Or a free way to get it. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, it is, they really have went, they have done their thing this this season. I love Mm. last season, but this season really has shaked the motherfucking table. It got yeah. the culture talking, um, but this 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 week was the season finale. Um, oh, okay. And I don't. Uh, it just came out today, so I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Oh, but yeah. there there is yeah. a scene that um, 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. So there's a scene, there's going to be a scene between um, Lil Murda and um, and um, Uncle Clifford and um, LTD Love Ballad is playing. Oh. That's, that scene right there, I don't want to tell what happened, but that scene right there gave me euphoria. I was sitting on my motherfucking couch cheesing and just fucking tearing up yeah. and just happy and like oh my god this this is whoa whoa wow. and so wow. it just was one of those moments where i was like it whoa like interesting yeah and so but yes and so i just want to talk about how amazing this show has been the sex scenes between Lil Murder and um, Uncle Clifford has been shaking the table on the internet for the past 10 episodes. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I've heard about they, that a little bit. Yeah. Every time they see some queer sex scenes, honey, they go in and mm-hmm. straight boys is arguing. They are the gangsta. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But yeah. if I'm honest, while I'm watching those scenes, I get, I don't know, it, it, it turns me into a... <laughs> like I, I cover my face I cover my face I, and I don't know why because it's not like I ain't seen no fucking gay porn or haven't seen gay sex before but it's something about watching it that gets that turns me into a shame not a neck not a um I don't like know giddy? Not giddy. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Let me close my eyes. Oh. <laughs> it turns into this thing where I don't want to say it's discomfort, but it kind of is. Not about seeing it. Like, it don't take me to some angry, weird place like maybe some sit-set motherfucker. But it's like I'm seeing something that I'm not supposed to see. It's like, I'm like, oh my... Like... Like, people are watching this. Oh, my God. Like, it's almost like, oh, my God. I've never seen this on TV so publicly. And y'all are seeing this. And it's like, other people are watching, y'all. Other people are watching. (laughs) And it's crazy that it does this to my body and my physical self. It's crazy that it does it. But I'm happy for it. Like, I'm happy that it's happening. But while I'm watching it, my body clams <laughs> up and says, oh, it's like, oh my God, people are watching y'all. It's, 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 it's my body reacts to it. I don't say this, but my body responds yeah. in that kind of way. And so, like, I, especially when it's the first time I'm watching. Especially, yeah, like, if I, watch, if I watch the episode yeah. again, I'm like, okay, calm down, bitch. But when I first see it, I'm like, oh, here we go. And like, my body tenses up. Like, I know it's about to be a, a, a sex scene. Like, oh, no! And so. You say, oh, here we go. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's so weird that my body reacts in that kind of way. But I'm so. Yeah. Because I know that if I'm responding in that kind of way, now I understand why it causes such a stir on the internet when they actually do see it. And um, mm. and I, I love it. I, I love that they're doing this. And I love that what I do, what I think is a blessing, it also gives me the euphoria, is that they are exploring somebody like Little Murder's journey to acceptance journey Mm. to um 
journey through his sexuality and how he's navigating being um, a celebrity, how he's navigating being um, com- coming into his stardom and choosing and and how he cho- how he's navigating choosing to be in the world open or not open or all that kind of stuff. I, I love that they are exploring this idea so publicly because literally so many men have called me because I told you about this when it comes to um, trans people. Me and me and um, Mia told you about this. We have access. There's something about we have access to the way men think in the sense of about us, about queerness that may wow. other people may not have because we're the only people they can talk to. They can't talk to their right. friends. They can't talk to their right. um, significant other. Even if they're single, they can't talk to their people. They can't talk to people about it except for the people that they may be exploring this side of their identity wow. with. And so we have access to their thought thought process. And so so many of them, men who I eat like some some of my clients, some old clients, because there's I'm not a I'm not an escort in the sense of um like I gotta add up da da da. But I have clients that um old clients that I've been seeing for years, and I'm gonna continue to see them if they got some money for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. <laughs> Give me the money, <laughs> Papa. I'm still gonna see them. So many of them have called me and talked to me about P Valley and how they watch it and how they think, how it has expanded, how they think and how it makes them question shit. And and it's so interesting to see them go through that process of what it is making them think about and how they can have these conversations through P Valley publicly with their friends. Even if it's shrouded in this like, ah man, I can't watch that. They still can engage in the conversation and talk about it in a certain way. And they're telling me about these conversations. Oh, it was so, it's so fucking dope. And I love to see, I love to see what they're doing. And even if it's a fictional Mm. character, Mm. it's it's giving you an option of what you can be. And I can see this shifting some of the guys' mindset of what they can actually do with accepting this and being with a trans person, being with a queer person, being with somebody at this level of queer. Because I think being gay um, is a little bit, not fully accepted, but a little bit more accepted, but... Um, I think being with a trans yeah. person and being with somebody who is as, who is as more queer, yeah, who is as <laughs> queer as uh, um, uh, Uncle Clifford, who is mm-hmm. as queer as that, visibly mm-hmm. queer. You know, mm-hmm. it's different when I'm dating another dude. I'm a dude, and I'm dating another dude, and we can walk down the street, and they may not, they may think we're just friends, just two homeboys, right. and not know that we're dating. Right. Right. But to right. date right. somebody as visibly queer as yeah. little Cliff- Clifford, or because the, uh, the gender expression is the clue. Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a un, a, or unpassing trans woman, and mm-hmm. and be free to love them openly. That possibility model is beautiful and that yeah. gives me and that gives me euphoria mm. and makes me feel joy and makes me feel joy of the potential of how many not like yokes and how people's mind that could crack into the possibility of me being this person that accepts who I am and not be on the down low and actually yeah. be that that gives me euphoria so wow that's my that's euphoria deep. for this week and we pass you for it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Love it, love yeah. it. So, so y'all, let us know what is bringing y'all euphoria this week. Hashtag yeah. Marches Play. Let us know. We want to hear from you. And yeah, we'll see y'all next week.
Yeah, peace, peace, y'all. Bye, y'all. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's gonna be all right. Don't you worry about a thing.